0: This is a Need 10 Media production. Hello and welcome back for another edition of That's a Job podcast. I'm Nate Kleberg, the host of this show, and we today are celebrating 40 episodes, two seasons of the That's a Job podcast. And uh, what started off as just an idea uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago uh really took off in twenty twenty two with the goal of uh, seeing how many episodes I can get going honestly i didn't didn't really have a, a goal of how many numbers or how many episodes I was gonna get into uh, for the twenty twenty two season. But as I got into it and as we uh, went through this uh, back on episode twenty four when we celebrated the first really twenty episodes. Uh, that we got into talking about entrepreneurship and basketball and sports and uh, a dad coach and college admissions and a college swimmer turned to supporting uh, 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 an older generation, uh, things just kept evolving. And many of the people that I started talking to, I had uh, no clue who they were uh, until I get introduced to them. And the th- same thing continued into the season number two and You know, I look back of all the people that I was able to connect with and more than anything was able to learn from, uh, from people all across this country, different walks of life, uh, challenges they had and goals and work they continued to work towards. I did talk on this in uh, the end of at uh, the end of season number one, and as we launch into season number three, we're gonna we're gonna change this around a little bit, and I'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But in season two, the pathway to purpose and uh, the process of uh, going for the uh, jobs that that people aspire to and end up in and and work in continue to be consistent. I would say again, ninety percent of the people I talk to here uh, in season one and even in season two, had set out to—they they had a dream job at some point that they wanted to get into or dreamt of something. And then there was a job they aspired to as they were moving on to education after high school and and beyond. And and then you end up in that job that you just end up in— be, and it wasn't really the plan, but that's the job you ended up in because, well, you have to pay bills or geography or family or whatever is, is something important to you at the time. Uh, and then there's a job that— uh, you feel like you need to get because you're not quite satisfied uh, looking for passion, looking for purpose, uh, looking for uh, something to be happy about, that you're getting out of bed every day to be engaged in. Uh, There's that job. But unfortunately, what is seen as passion, what is seen as purpose and happiness uh, varies uh, from the perception early on to where it actually ends up. You get into that job and you realize maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, There was more to it than you thought, Uh, even though it was something you think that's where you you should love this. But a lot of things can come play into that when it comes to schedules, can come into leadership and people you work with and where that job is located and, and even really what the job actually is. And then as you're working through and looking for what is after that, and you end up finding a job that does have purpose. You know, when you bring those circles together when you when we talk about icky guy and finding jobs that you're passionate about that are, are you're doing something you love doing and you're good at, and then you get the vocation end of that the world needs it and you get paid for it. But when you start connecting the mission and profession together, that's when you get that icky guy and purpose and so many people we talk to uh ended up end up ended up on that way. And you know, I think back to you know, many of the people we talked to, and including people that were part of, uh, you know, television, Alex Bolin, who's producing, a, he was a part of the Amazing Race Season 2. He was one of the winners and contestants on that. Now produces a show that uh, the college tour TV series that's taking college students and high school students uh, virtually uh, through Netflix series, through uh, I think it's the Amazon Prime series, actually, that you get to go on these campuses and see what really is going on and hear from students, hear from faculty and and see what's there. Uh, you know, we talked to Ashley Durham, who uh, was a model and got involved in the uh, entertainment industry and got a bug on entrepreneurship and uh, decided to build her own business uh, called Mail Bash uh, that really is helping uh, people. Get through the cutthroat media and entertainment business. Uh, that was great to talk to her back on episode 26. Uh, Elizabeth Larrick is an interesting uh, subject uh, that we met. Uh, I, I say subject, but person. Elizabeth, I met through uh, Mike Kim, uh, who I, I did visit with a few years back, but is in episode early, the early episodes uh, on this uh, channel. Uh, but she is a trial lawyer prep consultant. She does have that law degree, but she saw a need and went after it and built a business and built a following, per helping lawyers prepare uh, witnesses to, to go to trial. Uh, Ian Evenstar, uh, he, he founded a company uh, called Unincorporated. But this was a visit that I I just pulled up the other day uh, because it, it shows, and, and I got into it, that asking questions, but asking that next question can bring out so much. Uh, And where people are driving, where they're trying to go, uh, I invite you to go back to episode 28, listen to Ian uh, and his story from uh, sleeping in his car with his mom, uh, growing up, uh, looking at billboards, wondering how do you put that stuff together to actually creating advertising in the higher education field and, and many other places as well. So, uh, that was a great interview to be a part of. And then my friend, I can call her that now, Katie Currens. I met through Dan Cockerell and Lee Cockrell, uh, you know, one of my uh, digital uh, digital mentorships, I guess, if you will, that uh katie was a part of the disney program uh college program growing up but then uh, got into education so i was on her podcast we connect uh, about once a month just to see what's going on in each other's world because there's a disruption education that is out there and katie is doing some work within schools just like i am trying to help better students and teachers uh get them ready for uh their future and then uh, getting connected to stephen rudolph recently as well he actually is in cambodia uh, but he has uh, he has an interesting process. He he has a system where he wants to have people identify what kind of tiger they are. There's 19 different tiger types, and uh, it's very similar to some of the processes I use in in discovering people's personality types, who they are, and even where that leads into some careers. Back in episode 30, uh, then Payne Shone is an individual that. You know, I had aspirations for football and and law, and got into uh, got into uh, an accounting major, and really was still seeking more. And uh, Payne is a gentleman that I met um, through a common uh, a common connection uh, when somebody was looking to hire uh, an economic development director, actually in the in the uh, uh, Illinois in Illinois, and we connected and had stayed in touch since then. Uh, had a great conversation with Megan DeSanto. Uh, she's a global reputation manager for Hyatt Hotel. she worked for McDonald's uh, but also worked for the Jerry Springer Show. She's got some great stories and I invite you to go back and and listen to uh, to that story of, of where she was and how a unique job with uh, a, a shock host like Jerry uh, <laughs> like Jerry Springer can can move you forward. And Connor Lotz, who was actually a CAPS graduate uh, from Blue Valley, Kansas, got connected with him this past summer in St. Louis at a conference, works for Boeing. And uh, when you look at the impact a program like CAPS can have, and we talked about the Center for Advanced Professional Studies, a program I work pretty closely with in Northeast Iowa, that type of education, profession-based learning, what that can have in a young person and their trajectory in life. And then uh, getting connected with uh, Amber Moore, uh, who thought she wanted to work with animals, but ended up working with people and really took off and gets to travel the world and work with all sorts of fun people uh, in that role. Uh, And then Leon Costello, athletic director at uh, Montana State, worked alongside with him at the University of Northern Iowa, uh, he was aspi- He was always aspiring for uh, being that lead in athletic department. And uh, I can think back 20 years when we first met, uh, that's what he was driving for. And he made it with pathways from Western Illinois to Northern Iowa to South Dakota State, and now in Bozeman. Uh, the Bobcats have been a, a great success under his tenure and uh, was able to uh, visit with him in person uh, back in October. And you get to hear that story as Montana State uh, football and basketball and all their sports just continue to thrive under his uh, uh, selfless leadership, uh, if you will. And then Stephanie Short, another person I met this summer, works for America, succeeds. Durable skills is something you continue to hear from me on this podcast and anything I'm putting out there on social media or when I get a chance to speak. It's these skills, these durable skills, when you talk about leadership and character and being collaborative and being able to communicate, having creativity, being a critical thinker, metacognition, which is like understanding yourself and how to manage yourself, um, being mindful, having that growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. And then even just having the constitution and inspiration, the fortitude uh, as a personality to move things forward. America Succeeds is really advocating for this type of, attention on these skill sets and how can they be learned within our schools, within our companies, within our cultures and communities to really bolster our workforce. And I think especially how we are as humans. So it's great to talk to Stephanie, Uh, invite you to drop down that episode, Uh, Mark Reifenraff. This is one that is an outlier. When I talked about 90% of the people I talked to in this podcast uh, that kind of were finding their ways around to what they really were after. Mike, our Mark is one that uh, definitely did that. Aspiring marketing uh, along the technology end, uh, helped launch a company called Spinutech in college with some friends. And it has grown to be uh, a national digital agency uh, that continues to do some great things. Uh, and has uh, the, their, really their key is uh, just because everybody else does it that way doesn't mean they have to. Or this is the way it's always been done. Yeah, that's that's not their motto. And then Lauren Kelly, I talked to her in episode thirty nine uh, that released towards the end of the year, and uh, I met her through uh, actually during COVID. As I got connected on social media with her, she did a, a resume workshop for our caps program when we were on shutdown. But that really opened her eyes to what she could do through Zoom, through remote access, because she was in the United Kingdom at the time, as her husband, a naval aviator, aviator was actually uh, in a, an exchange with the uh, Royal uh, Air Force in Britain, and since then have moved back to California and we're working on uh, potential collaborations here in 2023 that we can continue to move the needle on helping young people and instructors and influencers of, of high school students and college students help uh, help guide past purpose. And then Lindsay Leahy. Lindsay was working for an economic development group uh, when I met her, and uh, she was just kind of my point of contact going through an interview process that I was. And I joke about that uh, throughout that episode of how I didn't get the job, didn't get uh, the fair shake, but I, it's all, all tongue-in-cheek. But uh, Lindsay and I continue to stay connected very regularly as uh, she has bounced her way from challenges she's had in her personal life uh, early on in education and, and outside of that and has found her way from uh, being from Nebraska to actually being uh, coming to Iowa and really has started a great, uh, a great effort in helping people find themselves. A lot of the people we talked to that I got connected with wasn't planning to introduce you to these coaches or people that decided to start their own businesses or things like that. I think what it did show was that there was people that all look for jobs they're all looking for something to do they never really i think plan on starting a job or becoming a professional coach or an influencer or whatever it happens to be uh but you know it took some intestinal fortitude let's call it that intestinal fortitude uh for many of these people to go out on their own and uh and take a chance and And hang their shingle, if you will, to try and create a business that is helping people. And that's what I get drawn to in the work uh, that I'm doing now. So as we move into season number three, and again, I invite you to go back and listen to each of these episodes that we had this season and even before that. There's always a good message. And really started changing that as I was, uh, I think, towards the end of second season, Uh, Not just talking about the titles, because that was the goal early on is to expose you listening to this to different job titles, different industries that are out there that maybe you weren't quite sure about or the pathways to get there. But there was always some sort of uh, good nugget, at least, that would come out related to durable skills, related to networking, related to uh, just uh, continuing to be a, a lifelong learner and the benefit that can have on uh, a person and their career and their pathways and, and the people they get to be around. So as I get into season three, uh, I'm gonna reflect on, uh, actually not reflect on, well, I will reflect on on some things I learned uh, this last fall uh, supporting our CAPS program and, and working with young people. In a college and career workshop that I do that you know, I run, I've run, I suppose this, this semester we were pushing, uh, you know, 150 students going through this, uh, and then we'll do it again here in the spring. But using Myers Briggs types indicators and, and also some conversation and using some research on some job sites, uh, it helps open eyes to young people on opportunities that are out there and opportunities that fit them that maybe they didn't think about. At the end of the session previously that I've been doing this for about the last four or five years, I would say, you know, if I have any questions, let me know. But I decided to change it around uh, this time and say, what question, this is to 17, 18-year-olds, what question do you have about choosing a path after high school? This was a question that really should be easier than it actually was. You know, this was a a question that 17, 18 year olds had some responses that I wasn't necessarily surprised about, like, you know, how much does college cost and when should they apply for college? And, and what do they need to know about jobs that they're interested in? And where do they search for careers? You know, but there's some other ones I didn't necessarily expect to hear. You know, how do you stay motivated to work nine to five jobs early in your life? You know, how do you get benefits if you have a, a parent that was in the military that passed away and there's benefits to help pay for your college? How do you get those? Uh, a couple other questions was what what could they have done when they were younger uh, to set themselves up for success today? This was a 17-year-old kid that was saying this. And then at what point in a career decision not worth the risk anymore? You know, it was very eye-opening, but there were some really key things that came out in the process. And two things that came up, two questions that came up. You know, one particular that was just like, okay, this is why I do the work I do is because the question was, where do they start? Where do they start to try and find that uh, answer to that question about choosing a path after high school? Where do they start to choose that path? But the one that really hit me when I talked about You know, choosing that path. And I said, what questions do they have about choosing the path? I had two young ladies say, in in different fashions, but more or less the answer was, how do they separate what they want from what their family or someone else wants for them? And that really struck a chord, I think, not just with those two ladies that asked the question, but everybody in that room could understand what that was. There are many people in our lives, and we've talked about this before, whether it's a parent, it's an older sibling, it's another family member, it's a teacher, it's a counselor, it's a principal, it's a boss, uh, it, it's, it could be even a, a friend's parent. Heck, now it's, it's uh, perceived, uh, perceived impressions that you can receive on social media or comments. Generally, when you look at the people closest to you as influencers, they want what is best for you. They want you to be happy. They want you to find purpose. They want you to do something you love. But they also want you to you do something that that you're good at, and that comes up because they see you see you in an, in a light that you're good at something. It could be sports. It could be building with let's just say Legos. It could be. Uh, Math. It could be art. It could be all sorts of different things. With me, it was, you know, speaking. Whether it was uh, uh, in high school being the coronation announcer or MC or working at the radio station uh, or doing the announcements in high school. So people thought, you should get into announcing, get into broadcasting. And I, why not? People were, were recommending something I should get involved in. And that still is something today that... I have to pay special attention to. I get people to reach out to me and say, you know, here's a project I could see you working on. Here's a job I could see you getting into. Here's somebody I think you could work with. You know, people see stuff that you don't necessarily see. But you also have to decide on your own when you make that choice to connect or work or build with whatever that suggestion was, How does that fit into the big part of your life? There's an episode uh, that I, uh, during season two, that uh, I replay the presentation I had from our Iowa Cap Summit. And we had a principal in that audience that agreed finding a career is important or identifying it, but also determining what kind of life you wanna have that's gonna influence where you're going and your trajectory. I do not expect these kids to have a career decided. I do not expect these kids, uh, or even uh, early 20s at least, to know where they want to live, who they want to be around, exactly. Not in an exact fashion, but you're going to have an idea that you don't want to live in the desert of West Texas you do know that you want to be able to be around your grandparents as long as you possibly can, as long as they're going to be around. You do know that every October or November or whatever it happens to be that you want to go deer hunting with your family and friends. Or you know that you want to be able to golf year round. These are things that you have to think about when you're making a choice when it comes to career. That you maybe don't want to live uh, in the middle of the country. Uh, in a rural environment, but you maybe want to work and live in a in a in an urban setting like a, a city of Chicago, live downtown. These are things that you have to aspire for. But anyway, as we get into season number three, these are gonna be more topics. We'll do more solo episodes. I'll bring in uh, some more people that will talk about disrupting education. Uh, that'll be one of our first ones coming into this uh, this season, as uh, we'll talk with an expert in disrupting education, but he's also a teacher and also advocates for uh, growth uh, for young people outside of the school building as well. So uh, we'll also talk to people that have some unique jobs again and the pathways they got there. But uh, expect to hear more solo episodes. I'll try not to drag on and on and on, like I feel like maybe this episode has become. But it's great that you have committed uh, to listening to this program, and if this is the first episode that you have joined in and made it this far into it, thank you, and I look forward to having you be a part of our That's a Job podcast, and uh, will the name evolve? Will it change? Probably, but at this point, we're going to continue with the name the way it is, and have direction moving forward, I did decide to uh, pivot a little bit in how I brand the work that I do and uh, really going off more of my personal brand of, of my name. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, agree with, uh, you know, I feel like it brings me more attention, but that's not necessarily, uh, I guess I use it more for uh, identification, marketing purposes. But uh, Nate Claybird College and Career Navigation is how now I'm branding my website and and my social media and the work that I do to make it more personal is the angle on that. Uh, Career Adventure Academy still exists in some things that are out there, but I wanted to be more specific on having listeners and potential parents and students that are seeking help, seeking advice uh, as we go through some of these questions of pathways and on how to, and how and where and what you need to do beyond high school. That will be some episodes, and and that's what I want to tie it more to uh, the branding of uh, Nate Klaiburg College and Career Navigation. Uh, And again, for all of that, follow me on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, of course, as well as NateClayburg.com. I look forward to continuing to bring you content and insight into the world we just have been talking about for the last 20-some minutes. And then Peter Hostrauser, I'll be the first guest as we get into season number three. And I invite you to continue to be a part of this journey with me and share and subscribe this podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I invite you to go to nateclayberg.com and download the free 10-step checklist to launch students into a great life after graduation. (music) If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe to enjoy future episodes. Build your career adventure at nateclayberg.com. Production assistance provided by Bill Jordan voiceovers. Visit billjordanvo.com. This podcast is a Need 10 Media production.